Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit Radio. Professionally Fit is dedicated to female entrepreneurs, executives, and professionals who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. At Professionally Fit, we help you to identify the direct correlation between your health and your career. Welcome to the show. I will be your host and Professionally Fit founder, Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay. Hey guys. On today's episode, we're talking about the importance of intimacy, love, and connection in relation to your physical health. Um, Several times now, I think I've mentioned on the show how besides nutrition exercise, there are some other life forces that are extremely important with regard to your health. And up until now, we've talked about the importance of sunlight, fresh air, oxygen, and even getting reconnected to Mother Earth with regard to thriving physically and mentally. But on today's episode, we want to talk about intimacy, love, and connection with not just your spouse, but friends and family as well, and how that has a direct impact on your health. I mean, when it comes to overeating, undereating, when it comes to esteem, and mostly when it comes to stress. And so it is extremely important that we discuss this topic because Jay and I were just talking about, and and we even recognized during the podcast, how connected we are and just how much our lives are better and how much more we thrive because we're in each other's lives. And that uh, has a significant impact on literally your weight. It has a significant impact on your lymphatic system. It has a significant impact on your mental health. It has a significant impact on your immune system. All of those things are connected with the amount of connections and healthy connections that you have with the people in your lives. So we're going to delve deep into intimacy today. Really excited about this topic because we've never yeah. really talked about this. No, we, we talk about it in, you know, off the air, off, you know, off the show. Right. But we've never talked about it here on the podcast. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Thank you guys. Me too. But first, wait, what? Wait, what is our segment where Giant Jay and I talk about something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, wait what? So I pulled up to the light recently, right? Mm-hmm. And... I looked over to my left and there was a homeless woman standing there holding a sign and I had never seen her before. So this was in my neighborhood. So I pretty much know all the homeless people (laughs) (laughs) in my neighborhood. And I was like, whoa, who is she? You know, she's brand new. She looked young, a young black girl. I'd never seen her before. She was holding this cardboard homeless sign and she was pregnant. Okay. And so... I'm like, oh, you know, instantly started feeling some empathy. And so I grabbed my purse and I grabbed my wallet and I pulled out a $5 bill. And I rolled down my window to signal her over. And right as I was rolling down my window, she reached in her pocket and pulled out a cell phone. And she also had on earbuds. So why did I roll my window back up? (laughs) (laughs) Not today. Not today, devil. You will not get me today. No, I'm with you. No. Sorry. No. No, So listen. So listen. I instantly checked myself. I'm like, Lisa, wait. Because her cardboard sign was like, homeless mother, please help. Again, she was (laughs) pregnant and she was showing. And so I'm like, oh, no, you know, poor lady out here in the cold. And I have my money. I want. I got it. So here's my question to you. So, so I. Shut up. So I rolled my window back up when I saw the cell phone and the earbuds. Then I instantly was like, wait, Lisa, 
in the past years, you've had several times where you were barely able to make your bills and pay your rent and you had a cell phone. Like how down, downtrodden does someone have to seemingly appear for us to give? And I thought about that. And so I wrote my window back down. I signaled over and I gave her the five. I gave her the five dollars. Good for you. But I can't even believe I had a moment where I was like, oh, oh, you got a cell phone and earbuds. You good. You don't need any money. And I'm like, what makes me think so? Well, you're better than me because the window would have stayed up. Um, really? Yeah, more than likely. So somebody has to look like they have nothing for you to feel empathy or for the, for you to give. I'm 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 not saying that this is right, but yeah, <laughs> like I've seen the person who I wanted to give to them look down at their shoes, and then I looked at the person who they were with, and the everything it wasn't something like someone had gave them these shoes or something. I could tell that these shoes cost a little money and they were new. Nobody's giving you some brand new you know, Air Force Ones or something like that. Like, no, you bought those. So I, I, you're asking the wrong person because the window would have been up. And the radio. I'm, like, I don't see you. I no, straight ahead. No, that didn't just happen. I'm no. sorry. I can't. I don't know. I, I know it's not right because, like, at, like you said, how many times I've been down and out and it's been out to a restaurant, like, with $5 left in my account. Right. Like, oh, you at a restaurant. But, but, you know, sometimes you pick your battles and maybe she felt like she needed a phone to communicate maybe with her children. Right. She, you know, maybe with someone. But at that moment, I know I would have judged her. And I'm being honest, I would not have given her. Right. And that it was a wait what moment for me. Because I'm like, Lisa, get yourself together. Yeah, who How are many, we? Yeah. Who are we? Or, or that reminds me of when people say, you know, when they someone asks for money, are you going to spend it on drugs and or, or alcohol? When we spend our own money on drugs and alcohol. Right. If they feel like they need alcohol, why is that your business what they spend their money on? Just help them. Like, right. we drink. A lot of people I know, you know, smoke marijuana. Like, yep. who are you to say, if I give you this money, what it goes to? Yep. You know, like, like we're so clean and we're so perfect and we're so... You know, we do that too. And I realized that that wasn't right. If they right. go to the liquor store with that money... You know, maybe that's to dull their pain, and that's how they handle it for whatever they're going through. Yes. Who are you to dictate, if I give you this money, you must spend it on this or that? Because, right. for one, you're not giving for that reason. You're giving because they need something, and you have it to give. Exactly. All right, but yeah, I would have still kept. It, it was tough. On that note. Yeah. It was tough, and I, I was really shocked at my, I was a little ashamed, but I gave it to her, and yeah, it is Good. what it is. Good. So, yeah. yeah. Whether she drove away in a Bentley, I don't know, but... Oh, I would have followed her for that five dollars. Uh, shut up! I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm growing. You know, growing pain. I, I needed, I need that five. I'm in the Honda Accord. You know, you know, you gotta keep it real. Sometimes I'm gonna, I'm need you to run that back with an extra five. <laughs> okay, so is that it for your wait? What? Mm-hmm. All right, so my wait, what? Okay, it's a two-part way. What? Okay. Yesterday, today is Black Marriage Day 2017, y'all. Hey. So yesterday in celebration, uh, Charles H. Wright Museum had an event for um, married couples or people who are on their way to the altar. And um, it was really, really nice. They had a panel. Uh, they You wrote, like, essays and you had lunch. They had, like, a newlywed game and a dance and all this stuff. So... When you first get there, it's, it was a panel. Mm-hmm. And um, we got there kind of like on the tail end of this panel. And they were, one of the couples were just like my husband and I. What we're going through as far as me being vegan and him not being vegan and the whole nutrition battle and where we stand. Okay. So 
it's kind of like a tug of war when you don't when you're not on a solid foundation mm-hmm. with with you know on one accord with one thing. So another couple was going through that, and they stood up and asked a question like, "Where do you find? How do you work this thing out?" She's vegetarian, you know. I'm not. Mm-hmm. And so the panelists, and they were all, like, really uh, Christian-oriented okay. already. So they were really in this, you know, quoting the Bible verses and things like that. And one of the per- uh, the ladies said on the panel, it, you have to compromise, right? I said, okay. She said, if your husband wants you to, if he eats pork, then sometimes, you know, cook pork for him, you know, as a compromise. Okay. And, um... You know, I was sitting there, like, shaking my head, like, you know, looking at Ramirez, like, I don't agree. I don't agree, right? Right, right. So we're just sitting there. I was like, I couldn't wait to get in the hallway. She was like, yeah. In that way, the lady on the panel was like, in that way, you show him, you know, that you that you would do things for him. And then maybe eventually he will stop eating pork. And so, you know, we got out into the hallway. I was like, I absolutely do not agree with that. I said, number one, a person that knows what you're passionate about and knows what you you care about should never ask you to compromise anything that that you don't believe in and go against yourself. I don't care who you are. Mm -hmm. If you, if you respect the person, if you want to eat pork, fine. I'm not saying you have to stop eating pork, but how dare you ask me to do something? I said, I even go as far as even when I have a party and I do put, you know, meat on the pizza for people, like maybe ground beef or something. I won't even buy pepperoni for people's pizza. I absolutely would refuse to um, incorporate pork in any part of my life i think it's absolutely disgusting so how dare i throw pork in and you ask somebody to do that in the name of love i said that is i absolutely 100 percent agree uh, disagree with that mm-hmm. and i was like now it would be different if the person grew up a certain type of way like pork means this in our in our culture it means whatever yada 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 mm-hmm. but you just so happen to like pork because it tastes good and you want me to mm-hmm. you, you you know what i'm saying i was like it's a difference when you're passionate about one thing and i'm passionate about one thing right. and we're gonna have to compromise right but if i'm completely invested in this thing and you can go eat you know you just so happen to be like uh eh, you know i like pork and you want me no i said no no i'm gonna have to go against them on this one that was my weight well for that yeah. i absolutely do not agree yeah. No, stand firm on whatever you believe in. You have to have conviction in whatever you believe in. I was like, you cannot be liquid in everything. Like you say, like you you get in the cup, now you're the shape of the cup. You you get in the bowl, now you're the shape of the bowl. No, be solid in whatever you are. Yeah. And that's how people know who you are and that you believe in what you say. And yep. you are who you say you are. Yep. I, I, no, hands down, absolutely not. I was like, wait, huh, what? Come, <laughs> no, no, ma'am. So <laughs> that was my first part about wait, what? Yeah, um, I agree a thousand percent. And it's funny, it's something I heard the other day talking about just that, about compromising in relationships and how you should never do it. Like if I like basketball and you like soccer, we don't have to go to a basketball this weekend and a soccer game next weekend. Mm-hmm. You can go enjoy your basketball. I can enjoy my soccer or what have you um, separately. Right. It, you don't have to compromise. You should be finding things that you guys both enjoy and do mm-hmm. those together. And um, I think the key word here, and I just used this with Trey the other day because we were having a disagreement about about something I said, we have to coexist. Mm-hmm. We don't have to compromise. You know okay. what I mean? I like and, that. and there's a difference between that. And a lot of people don't understand that coexisting, I'm not going to make you pork. And, and, and another thing with regard to that, too, is I will never do something for you that I know is unhealthy for you. Right. I am not going to buy him dairy. 
Like, you know what I mean? He just told me, I was like, he wanted to go to the bakery in our neighborhood. And I'm like, what do you want? And he's like, a slice of key lime pie. And I'm like, oh, it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? I, I, don't, I don't care because I know exactly what's going to happen when that goes in your body. You know what I mean? And I see what happens to you when you consume dairy. So even though I don't believe in it, I don't feel obligated, like you said, to participate in it just because you're my spouse. Or, or anyone else. Or you anyone know, else. go run and grab somebody a pack of cigarettes. Oh, they asked me to. Everybody know you better not even think about asking me to buy you a pack of cigarettes. I don't care who you are. Right. I don't care what role you play in my life. I'm not buying you a pack of cigarettes. Right. Absolutely, it's not happening. Nope. So that was my first way, what? So anyway, we go at the, so at the end of the um, ceremony, they did a really, you know, they called out if your year, how many years you've been married, one year, you raise your hand. So... There was a couple that had been married 63 years. Okay. Right? So they looked really, like, like spunky. They walked fast, no cane, super dapper. The lady was, you know, all slim. She still had her, you know, her clothes were just, just, you know, cute and everything. Hair still cute. So they got up there to talk. And he said his little spiel or whatever for a couple seconds. And then, you know, they asked her, like, how do you keep your... Um, your marriage, you know, how do you guys stay married this long? And she was like, well, first you need to know. You First you got to uh, learn to laugh because marriage is a joke, right? <laughs> so we all started like, whoa, right? <laughs> right, she all leaned on his shoulder. She has like one arm on his shoulder, leaned on his shoulder. And then she was like, but to keep a marriage alive. Now, mind you, they've been married 63 years, so this lady probably is very well into her 80s. She's like, you got to lie a lot, cuss, and cheat. <laughs> I almost lost it. The whole, I couldn't believe it. It was like what trifecta. Why wait, ma'am? They had to take the mic. They had to take the mic. Like, ma'am, no. This is wait. Wait, they seriously took the mic from her? Yeah, they was like, yeah, yeah. Like, let, let, all right, thank y'all. Lie, cuss, and cheat. Lie, cuss, and cheat. Woo! I got one out of three. I got to work on the mother too. Lie, cuss, and cheat. I wow! Was like, I was waiting for her to kind of like. I'm just joking. No, no, that was it. Straight she walked, face. She walked to the to her seat. Dropped the mic. Done. I don't know why we've been here eight hours. I could have solved y'all problems <laughs> in two minutes. <laughs> I was like, wow. I mean, the rule was laughing for like two, three minutes. What like, about him? How did he reply? He said he didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> and cheat so anybody listening i'm just saying i'm just that's I'm just the formula messenger. yeah i'm just a messenger i'm a middleman hey, that's a per- perfect lead in into the topic today uh yeah. <laughs> i thought that was hilarious she, she did not try to like sugarcoat it she's like lie cousin cheat yep and marriage is a joke mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. three years next Goodbye. right <laughs> hilarious i love it well we are talking about just that today intimacy with regard to your relationships in your life and how they play a role in your health so many of us we've all been guilty of this even jay and i concentrate heavily on nutrition and exercise and when it comes to losing weight wanting to gain weight wanting to thrive physically we always take first a look at what we're eating and then we take a look at our movement and so very seldom do individuals incorporate or at least pay close attention to their physical um, and mental and emotional connections with the people in their lives and how that directly impacts your health. Um, A lot of people may have heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs um, from 1943. And it's this five-tier model that Maslow 
He's a psychologist, and he said that humans need five things. And those five things, in order from bottom to top, are your physiological needs, which are like water, food, safety, clothing. Then safety is number two, right? You want to be protected. You don't want to feel threatened just on a daily basis. Number three was intimate relationships. Number four is esteem. And number five is self-actualization. So we're going to focus on number three today. I believe kind of like in our times now, especially in America, and it's a very individualistic society, and we've become even more separate. We've become even more cliquish. um, And we tend to stay to ourselves more and easily you know, and, and we will be out with a group of people and still be alone. Yeah, that, in a, a, yeah, in a little corner with the people that we know and right. everything like that, yeah. Right, and so how many of us are intentionally working to foster our relationships with the people who are closest to us? Sometimes we expect our relationships to just work on their own, whether that be with a child, whether that be with a spouse, whether that be with a parent or a friend. We expect our relationships to just be. And so we have to be sure that we're pouring literally time and effort into working on our relationships and growing closer with individuals in our lives. So there's a chemical, there's a hormone in your brain that's called oxytocin. And this hormone acts as a neurotransmitter in your brain. So when you hug or kiss a loved one, oxytocin levels increase. And they're greatly stimulated during sex, during birth, and during breastfeeding. And so you, you get this deeper connection with the, with the person or the baby. And it, oxytocin has been called the love hormone or the cuddle hormone. But it is initiated when you have an intimate, trusting relationship with someone. Okay. So literally every time you and I do this podcast, we release oxytocin. You know, we're with someone that's really close to us, whose company we enjoy, um, and that fills us up. Okay, And so it's really, really important that we make sure that we are garnering these relationships. So how do you intentionally work on um, your relationships in your life? And have you noticed, like, because I've totally been here, like where you might be at an impasse with somebody, like you guys are in a bad space. Maybe you got into it with a spouse or a sibling or a child. And for the rest of that day or that week, however it lasts, you just feel off until things are rectified like your energy is totally off it's very uncomfortable around the house you just don't feel the same until you get that wrinkled ironed out so uh you know we listen to a lot of podcasts watch a lot of documentaries read a lot of books self-improvement and things of that nature and basically implying i mean i'm sorry yeah applying what we what i've learned Mm -hmm. so being intentional about being a better person in in my relationships just like um a few weeks ago when you and i you text me you text me something Mm -hmm. um that really bothered me at that moment and instead of like the old me would have replied because i was already in a bad space and you would have been the perfect person to take it out on Mm -hmm. like okay you know what thank thank you for this because the person that I'm really mad at in the situation I'm really mad at, there's nothing I can do about it. So here you are, mm-hmm. and I can easily send you a rapid message back and let all that aggression out because now I have like a release, in other words. But I've learned to like literally start applying the things that I've learned, such as, you know, um, self, self-awareness. self Why are you, I really had to sit there and think like, 
why are you mad? Why are you upset? Is it really at what she said? Or is it because, you know, your basement flooded? Mm -hmm. And it was, I was mad because my basement flooded. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, you need to direct your energy at resolving what's going on. Because a lot of times the people that's close to us, our anger and our anxiety and every, anything we're feeling are directed towards, misdirected towards those people because you know that you can do that to them and they'll more than likely still be there, especially if it's problems that we can't readily solve, mm-hmm. such as maybe they cut your hours back at work. You can't do anything about that. You can't go up to the CEO like, no, I'm going to need all of those 40 or 50, whatever you were working. So why not go home and take it out on my spouse? So what I've been doing is just really, really valuing my relationships and not taking people for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, being being accountable for who I say I am. I say that I'm a patient person. I say that I'm a kind person. I say that I'm a loving person. But yet, here you are doing something and I'm snapping off in five minutes. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. So really just being self-aware, that's what I've been working on as far as like enhancing all of my relationships. Um, you know, a lot of times I realize we, people will say, you know, tomorrow's not promised and, you know, really do this and tomorrow's not. But in reality, it's a, taking a moment for granted is what we do. We take people for granted. We take this day for granted. And it's, it's really hard to like really, really get in the moment and be like, wow, I have a husband that loves me. Wow, I have friends who love me. Wow, I have children who love me. But I have been intentional about being thankful for those things. So when I do wake up and I'm like, wow, I have a husband, I really am grateful. And I have children that, you know, I'm waking up, I really am grateful. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for my sister. Just really, really applying the things and the knowledge that I have, like implementing, implementing it in my life. Mm-hmm. Yep. So true. Intentional. The intentionality every single time is the most important. Um, and by far, stopping, like you just said, to recognize in the moment that, like, even though this person or this argument or this disagreement may be, like, blowing you through the roof. Like, mm-hmm. I can't even take it. I'm out of here. I don't know why I put up with this or whatever it is. Like, stopping to identify why are they really in you, in your life and right. how much value do they really add. Um there are so many ways in which our intimacy and our closeness, closeness with individuals literally affects our physical health. And one of those is our simply our immune system. Um, you know, when you have a disagreement with someone or someone who's close in your life and you're not getting along with, often that leads to stress. You're stressed out about it. Yeah, it leads definitely. to psychological and emotional stress. And many people know that when you have that psychological and emotional stress, it leads to the release of cortisol, that stress hormone, and it it causes you to store fat. Not only that, it leads to habits, bad habits that we may have created mm-hmm. to treat our stress, such as right. overeating, such as sugar. Yep. Um, and so if you had your hours cut at work, let's say for your yeah. example, and you go home angry mm-hmm. and you come in the house with all that energy and instead of your, maybe you don't know what type of day your spouse had, so now they're yeah. at home angry and you're at home butting heads, um, that's going to lead you to be stressed out because you're not talking to each other. It's this uncomfortable silence. You guys have attitudes. You're doing the bare minimum just that you need to just be in the same space and that leads to 
maybe more smoking if you're a smoker. That leads right. to more drinking if you're a drinker. That leads right. to more sugar and unhealthy eating habits. That leads to not eating at all. Some people just don't eat when they feel stressed out. And so if you don't intentionally check in with yourself, your emotions, and like you said, the true cause of your anxiety right. and learn to treat that versus um, further breaking down your relationships that, with the people who are closest to you, you could gain weight. <laughs> is that the bottom? We say all of this to say. <laughs> Y'all thought we weren't going somewhere with this? <laughs> and that's the problem. For you. <laughs> that's the problem. All we're trying to say is listen, get somebody you love in your life, love them so that you can. <laughs> anyway, what I was going to um, talk about is it's, it's a thing called social wellness. Mm -hmm. and, and as you were saying, we, we talk about emotional wellness and all these things, but social wellness is a real thing. And it's, um, you know, described as, it refers to one's ability to interact with people around them. It involves using good communication skills, having meaningful relationships, respecting yourself and others, and creating a support system that includes family members and friends. Uh, I remember when I had a, um, a physical education course, and they actually taught about social wellness, and it was the first time I heard that term. And, I, you know, I, I jokingly used to use it, like going out with the girls to have some wine, social wellness. But in reality, it really is. It really does enhance your life. And it really does help you live longer to have a network of people that you know love you and care for you. I also read an article um, a while back about birthday parties for kids. And it said when kids have birthday parties they um, have higher self-esteem. Yes. That a group of people would actually get together just on their behalf for them, it really boosts their emotional and social wellness because they feel valued. Yes. So let's say, for instance, you as an adult had a dinner party and, and people showed up or you had anything going on and people come to, to show up for you. That does something to your psyche. That does something for your self-esteem. And every time you laugh, that does something. It, it even improves your heart. So it's things like that. Like people you know, downplay friendships, especially ex women, mm -hmm. especially when you're married. I know a lot of women who say, well, my spouse is my best friend. My husband is my best. My, my boyfriend is my best friend. Take it from me. You need a network of women, and not even necessarily five to 10 people. Let's just say two to three people or four to five people that can add value to your life because as I get older and as I understand more about life, mentors and people who just know more than me or see life differently than me, it adds so many different outlooks that I wouldn't not have even thought about. Yes. And it enhances so many other areas of my life. Now, if I'm constantly just talking to my husband or you're constantly talking to your boyfriend or your kids, or your kids you guys see each other day in and day out. You kind of start thinking the same and then you don't have a broader view. I've talked to people about plenty of things, and I had this one way of looking at it. And then they're like, well, no, because, no, yeah, this, look at it this way. Uh, and, and I saw it differently. Mm -hmm. So you, you get with, that's how you get wise. If you, don't, if you don't expand, if you don't broaden, just like, just like your food, if you only eat one kind of food, you can't broaden your, your palate. And it's just like that with love, relationship, friendships. If you're talking to the same people day in, day out, you can't broaden your horizons when it comes to relationships and your wisdom when it comes to relationships because you haven't broadened your circle. Mm -hmm. 
so true and this is and i'm glad you brought this up because i almost forgot to mention what we did this week that did that for you and i Mm -hmm. so one of the things i often prescribe to our clients at um, professionally fit is time out on 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 the on the the street like i mean like hang out like (laughs) get out there in them streets get out there in them streets and hang out and meet somebody new that you've never met before just like you said and talk to strangers and actually get to hear somebody about somebody else's life and get interested in a perfect stranger like when's the last time you made a new friend or you went to an event and actually just you know sparked up a conversation with the person sitting next to you that literally helps us to become more healthy like we we get to explore that part of our brain that is interesting you you don't know the next word that's going to come out of their mouth and like you said you get to hear different points of view so one of the ways that you and I do that is we as busy as we are we always find time for social interaction. And so this week, guys, if you're in the Metro Detroit area, there's this really new organization called The Social Scene. And it's spelled S-O-U-L-C-I-A-L. And they're um, on Instagram. And they have a website. And they have different events throughout Detroit. So this past Wednesday, they had a social scene happy hour. And Jay and I went. It was on a Wednesday at 5.30 when we both had a ton of other things we could have been doing. But they provided transportation. They came and picked you up at a centralized location. And then we they drove us to different happy hours throughout the city. It was really cool. And our first stop was this black-owned restaurant called The Block. And we ended up sparking up a conversation with the gentleman. And he was asking us what we did for a living. And we started talking about passions and things like that. And he took genuine interest in us. And we took genuine interest in him. And those type of interactions are what really helps us to thrive. Like literally getting out and rubbing shoulders with a perfect stranger, taking interest in their lives, what they're into, really helps to foster that connection with your community. Mm -hmm. And it is invaluable. Mm -hmm. You know, you can exercise, you can eat healthy, you can go breathe some fresh oxygen, you should go get some sunlight. But literally building connections with other humans intentionally, like this is what I showed up for. Not it just happened, but I'm literally showing up to build a connection with someone I don't know. Um, Just like a couple weeks ago, I went to a brunch put on by The Happening Detroit, which is a really cool, another cool social um, social organization and they're called the happening and they put, they have a brunch every month and I know one of the founders. And so I, I went and I sparked up a conversation with this stranger and I told you about it, the guy who didn't even eat vegetables. Oh, yeah. And so me and him talked for about 20 minutes about why he didn't eat vegetables and about why I didn't eat meat. And that gave me so much life. Mm-hmm. I was able to articulate to him my viewpoints on diet and nutrition. And he was able to articulate his to me and it, it, it was just really, really fulfilling. In that moment, I didn't need food. In that moment, I didn't need alcohol. I was literally being filled up by this interaction, this conversation with this perfect stranger. Right. And so that's a feeling that we need to go after on an ongoing basis. Um, another way that fostering connections and intimacy with people helps with your physical health is literally with your lymphatic system, which is just a network of tissues and organs that helps to pass toxins out of your body. And so when you are filled up in in that way, it literally helps to improve the passing of toxins um, and through your organs and your tissues. And they transfer, transport out of your body through your uh, white blood cells. They help to fight infection. 
Um, and so it, studies have shown, doctors have shown that this part of your body works better when you're more connected to people. Mm-hmm. Also, your immune system is significantly impacted. Your mood is significantly impacted, your sense of well-being and the reduction of stress. So I don't care how busy you are because we're all super busy. It is imperative that you are intentional about being close to the people that are close to you and also about intentionally growing and making new connections and relationships with other people mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I, and I also want to talk about uh, these, these relationships that you have that may not be so healthy. I realize that people kind of like to have relationships that aren't healthy. And I know that sounds like, wait, what? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> People, and we've talked, we've discussed this in a different, you know, we talked about this with like physical ailments. Like people like to have something they can use as a crutch, such as, you know, the, the, this person has been complaining about this this one person. Oh, they're always coming over my house and using me for stuff and I'm so sick of them. And, and this is their daily rant, daily rant. I don't, you know, I'm so sick. But you have not yet, like some people want to be irritated, irritable. Some people want to have something to be mad about. Yes. You 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 have all these re- toxic relationships in your life. You do nothing about them. Yep. Because you want to feel like the world is against you and you have a reason yes. to be so upset. You have a reason to be so negative. You have a reason to not like people. You have a reason to not trust people. You have a reason and you don't. You are the blame. You are to blame. You can't blame your mother, your sister, your husband, your your cousin, your wife, whoever it is. Blame yourself for not cultivating new relationships that can show you something different. If you come, you wake up every day with this negative, pessimistic attitude about other human beings that's in your life, then you need to find other human beings that you, or even a mentor. Or, I'm going to make a third suggestion, you're the problem. The common denominator. You're Hello. The common, you don't. You. The reason none of your relationships last. The reason friends ain't loyal is because you're not. Okay. Go ahead. You. you, you. It's the man in the mirror. All right. You know. I agree. We always extend that external blame. Mm-hmm. Own your flaws and don't be proud of them. Stop posting about <laughs> flaws and all. Accept me the way I am. Change. One hundred percent. I agree. One hundred percent. You. I don't care if you're fifty, sixty. You it when, once you know you're the common denominator or what don't I always been that way right they know me they know how I am why is evolving in self improvement not 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 on your to do list exactly so I know everybody is not into self help books or podcasts or things like that but just to enhance the quality of your life and tweak a little something that people find a little abrasive about you you will find that your life will go much much smoother um you know. Like I always say, the best question I was asked was, what value do you add Mm -hmm. to the world? What value do you add to people's life? And that is something that I'm constantly working on. If I come around you, I don't want one person, not one single person. I don't care who you are. If I intentionally come around you, I want to come around you and you, as soon as you see me, to have a smile on your face. I don't want to be all, here she go, you know, she always negative or she's always like, when you come around people, you can intentionally be the type of person that brightens their day. You could be that person. You could be the reason that they have a smile on their face that day. Mm-hmm. Don't do all you. They 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 know. They know how they I know do. what to expect. Yeah, right? like no, that's not okay. Like enhance your life, and by enhancing your life, you will enhance someone else's life. Yes, a thousand percent. So true. So 
Now it's time for our favorite new segment, Bridging Bridging the the Gap. Gap. So Bridging the Gap is all about connecting our topic for today with entrepreneurship and or professional development in your nine to five. And so I want to talk about entrepreneurship and the importance of relationships and intimacy. You know, if you're in a, if you have a company where you have clients, right, and you have clients um, that you have to develop a relationship with over time, as I do in personal training and nutrition and health and wellness coaching, you have to be a master at fostering and developing relationships. Because if you are not, number one, your business is not going to last because I cannot tell you how much people remember how you make them feel and people are masters at detecting insincerity so you have to approach every single relationship with your clients with a genuine genuine concern for their well-being and a genuine desire to get to know them as individuals as an entrepreneur so much of my business is recurring Mm-hmm. clients. I have people who leave and come back. That's often unheard of. Most people, once they do business with someone and they cancel their service for whatever reason, they don't expect to see the person again. The person never returns. If they need a coach in the future, they go try someone else. We And I never forget me being surprised when old clients will come back to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, wow, like I really impacted their life. And even clients who are no longer with us, they'll shoot me an email or send me a text. Lisa, I just want you to know I'm still going after mm-hmm. it. I've lost mm-hmm. this much weight. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And for me, that's a direct indication of the relationship that I built with that person. Yeah. And for me to be able to significantly identify like I know things about my clients lives that have nothing to do with health and wellness as an entrepreneur guys whether it be a client someone who's paying you money whether it be a colleague someone you're working um, in conjunction with um, whether it even be somebody that can potentially be perceived as competition who you run into all the time at local events make it a point to intentionally build relationships and let individuals know that everything isn't about the bottom line everything isn't about you know them losing weight or whatever they're in your life for everything isn't about money or getting more business like these people are in your circle these are people you talk to and see on a regular basis so as an entrepreneur you should be developing intimate close connections with these people outside of your business and your nine to five and you'll actually be surprised how that actually is going to deliver and reroute back into your business so you have to be a master at relationships but the key is to be sincere in these relationships don't be so self-absorbed and so narcissistic that you are unable to stop and listen to how someone is doing well as they're taking care of a sick parent that you are you know you want to start off and jump off every conversation with your client about what they were supposed to do this week like just stop and ask them how's that new dog going that you bought last week does your kid love it tell me about that tell me about your vacation sometimes my coaching calls with clients we talk 90% of the time about their life and what's going on with their kids and 10% about health and wellness Mm -hmm. but I promise you that's literally how I'm able to retain clients for such a long time it's because I build these relationships and it's totally intentional so in entrepreneurship relationships are the new currency okay yeah I definitely agree with that building relationships um, is is important in the workforce because number one you want to get wherever you spend a lot of us spend 
most of our week, our, our Monday through Friday, working. Whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you have a nine to five or work afternoons or midnights, we spend a lot of our hours during the week working. Creating that peaceful environment where you are is very important to your mental, emotional, and physical health. I, I cannot count how many times I went into a situation being a new person or being the new employee and seeing that the, the, the air is tense or this person doesn't like that person and this person did that to that person and we don't talk to her and she does and it's and it's it, that is more intentional than than people realize you're intentionally creating this bad environment mm -hmm. and so the, the word of the day right now if you haven't noticed is intentional <laughs> intentionally don't buy into that and I'm not telling you that if someone is not your type someone's not your flavor you just don't vibe with that part that's fine there are people that I that I feel that way about I your lifestyle it, I can't you know you you guys always like it's a group of women who every maybe half hour or so they go out to smoke although I don't agree with that and although I wouldn't do that and that's not my type of you know that's not what I like to do mm -hmm. I don't, I don't purposely create tension. Oh, they smoke. I don't like them. Oh no, they, you know, talk about them. You know, you can distance yourself. But what, what I am talking about is creating a toxic environment, a tense environment. That, that is what I'm saying is not okay. Yeah. You know, people have done this from the beginning of the time. This is nothing new. They go to work and they get clickish, and and create this this tense environment and I just really don't understand it as an adult how do you do that and how do you think that's okay so what I'm suggesting is when you go to work create meaningful loving relationships and I know that's not usually used at the workforce like meaningful loving relationships but yes meaningful loving relationships people who you go to work that you see that you actually care about and that actually care about you and make it your business to take care of those people just the other day I was sitting at my desk and someone came up to me and brought me uh, two, two packs of tea just because no reason. I never asked them to. I never suggested that I run low on tea. They just knew that I like tea and they thought that it would be nice to give me some tea that they just bought. And they just came and sat it on my desk. And that meant so much to me. Like they intentionally came and made my day. And if you did that, if you did that, say two or three times a week, to two or three different people, not necessarily buy them something, but do something nice. If you're at a desk, email somebody something, you know, email a nice message, a picture message, make them laugh, like do things instead of focusing on the negative, focus on the positive. How do I build better relationships where I am? Um, if you guys get off at the same time, maybe ask some people out after work, say, hey, you know, let's hit a happy hour. Let's just forge some positive relationships mm -hmm. every you know there's this like um thing that goes around the thing women don't get along mm -hmm. and every time I hear it I'm like what no yes we do but I'm starting to realize it's more true to it than I thought because I I will see people posting I don't like women I don't trust women and it's women posting these things and like you said I think they are the common denominator yeah. so build and forge these relationships with the people who surround you mostly in your day in your work environment will be so much more pleasant. It will. And you know what? One of the things I read in a um, recent book I read, Eater, Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek, 
he was talking about why people don't like their workplace. And one of the things that is so true is that typically you don't hate your job. You hate the people yeah. at your job and you hate the people that you're going to be around. Like when you think about going into work and you instantly get stressed or like on that Sunday night, yeah. you get anxious about Monday morning. It's usually about being around either your boss who's a micromanager or super demanding or never acknowledges your achievements. Or it's about being around somebody in the office who's super chatty or who you have claimed annoys you, you know. And so you're spending eight to ten hours out of your day around these people, mm-hmm. right? And so it's very seldom that we literally hate our work. Most of the time our our work is something that we can, we can do and we might even enjoy, Mm -hmm. but so be the change that you want to see and create that culture of unity within your workplace. Stop assuming that that's the way it is. It's that's the way it's always been. So that's the way it's just going to be like, you should not be spending most of your day hating where you are and who you're around. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't make any sense. So you don't hate the job, you hate the people. And so work on um, fostering better relationships with these in- individuals because it, it's, it's the only way to thrive and survive mm-hmm, because you definitely. take, you absorb that energy and you take it home with you and nobody deserves that. Yeah, definitely. You know? So yeah, I would definitely suggest that, um, you just, like we said, just be intentional. So yeah, that's yeah. my advice. <laughs> Um, guys, I, I want to give a shout out again, again, two of the amazing, um, things Jay and I did in the past couple of week, weeks, if you're in the Metro Detroit area, two of the events that we went to that helped us to foster better relationships or just get connected with, get connected with, um, other humans was the social scene. And like I said, they have monthly events and they, uh, you can connect with people your age and you go to happy hours and explore different black owned businesses around the city. So look them up. Also the happening Detroit, the happening D E T on Instagram is a great way to get out there, meet new people, ask your girl with you or be bold and go alone, but make it a point this week to be kind to the people you love, be kind to strangers. And if you're an entrepreneur or even in your workplace, be kind to the people you work with and take a genuine interest in someone's life outside of how they can serve you. Until next time, peace. Be well. <laughs>